what up what up what up everybody i am marissa the thinker and you are now tuned in to another episode of thinker versus speaker and before you say it i know i know i didn't sing here's the thing i'm tired of singing not that i'm tired of singing in my regular life i love to be uh i, I love doing a little bit of ghetto karaoke here not every now and again but i'm tired of singing on here and if you can tell we done been through some changes you know stuff's been switching up a little bit and i think it's time to go so if y'all okay with that we going in that chapter of thinker versus speaker and we gonna start something new but on that note I want to introduce our special guest that we got in the building today, the infamous one and only, my very special friend, friend, better known as Rihanna. And tell you a little bit about her. Not only is she just my friend, she is also an environmental scientist. You know what I'm saying? She's a black hippie. You know what I'm saying? So many more things. Low key activist. Super awesome super amazing stem stem black woman crushing shit out here you know what i mean just all of the things all of the things all of the things but let me let you tell it friend friend how you doing today i'm good i'm good how are you i'm good (laughs) Uh, i'm good do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started um a little bit about who you are what's your background where you come from things like that yeah sure yeah so um as marissa said it my name is brianna um i am from uh, a suburb north of dallas and um went to Texas A&M for my uh, Bachelor of Science in Bioenvironmental Science and um, got started um, from, honestly, it started um, senior year of high school. I really didn't know, like, I needed another science and I didn't know what to take. I kind of had some um, history in taking different AP classes and I just thought I would wing it and go with environmental science only because I knew that I was into recycling and the rest is history. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, it was almost like a, it was an accident, but you kind of fell into it and fell in love. Yeah. Like it was really off of a whim. And I remember um, we had to write like a letter to ourselves, like five years later in the future, mm. um, because we were graduating and everything and I even like I just recently like read over that letter and it said like maybe I have a colleague in environmental science I don't know I find it interesting like that was a (laughs) quote from my letter so it's just funny how it turns out yeah and like what what about it when you went like really stuck out to you like what made you really fall in love was it anything specific or is just like that type of uh science in general honestly it was like I can pinpoint it to like a certain lesson and we were learning about like this um, concept called tragedy of the commons. And basically that, that just means like if you have a shared resource that humans ultimately will act in like their own selfish manner so that they can get the ultimate, the best reward out of it. So like, if you mm. think of like a pond with fish, cause like we had like literally like paper um, plates with like goldfish and everyone was supposed to take out as much fish as they wanted to 
and like my first like the way I looked at it was like oh well there's four of us so we should each like have like x amount so we have an equal number of fish mm. and everyone else just started taking as much fish as they could and like I just have <laughs> this thing I have this thing in myself that just feels like things should be fair in life and so like at first I got mad and I was like no like why is everyone doing this like we should be like you know working together but it's just that's just how it goes and so it just made me feel like you know this is something that I could pursue yeah okay that's interesting I bet I very much feel that way (laughs) sometimes like I feel like everything should be fair and I like to you know kind of like I don't know like I feel a way like when things aren't fair like I like everybody to like be equal and have equal you know what I mean like make sure everybody is cool and taken care of and like when that's not happening I definitely feel a type of way about it so yeah I definitely feel where you're coming from on that so like in the past like were you uh like I don't want to I don't know what you call it like do you you know were you like ever like really into like plants or like animals or things like that like growing up or did it really just click in there oh my gosh like I feel like I was a totally different person growing up because I hated (laughs) I hated outside I hated bugs I hated the heat and I was just and I was so vocal about it too that was the worst part like when um I came back from college at one point and like I told my dad that I went camping he was like you Brianna went camping like who does that okay (laughs) and it definitely was a transition and it part of it was just like having to part of it was like health reasons but also part of it too was just having a better appreciation for it too oh that's real that's okay I see where you're coming from that's weird when you say like um that you didn't like outside but that's because I know you and I know you play soccer so it makes me go like how do you hate outside when you literally like play the outdoor sport for I don't so even know <laughs> I don't even know I'd be on the field running from bugs like running from flies and running from bees like I don't even know how that happened but it did yeah (laughs) yeah that's so real I remember the thing that used to scare me the most when I was in marching band is like we had particular rules like when when you're marching like when you're like when you have your uniform on and you literally are performing it's a certain like way that you're supposed to hold yourself and a certain amount of composure that you're supposed to keep right and Mm -hmm. like if we have to stand in place we have to stand in place. You know what I mean? Ain't no moving, no flinching, no nothing. If somebody come up in your face, you still supposed to stay still. If a bee, if a bee lands on you, you still supposed to be still. It doesn't matter. Like you're not supposed to like break ranks at all. And that would be like one of the things that would like bother me so 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 much because it's just like oh my god like you would hear like bugs like flying by your ears like you know what I'm saying like a fly might land on your nose or some shit it's literally nothing you can do about it it's just like I'm literally just standing here with my head down and my arms behind my back like y'all can't be serious right now oh my gosh (laughs) you cannot be serious but the things that we do for the things that we enjoy back then right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) right so now so now um what was college like in that field I know that you did some things like uh work with like some organizations in it um do you think that once you got to college you kind of fell in love with it a little more or did you get like more in depth in it which way did you end up going? 
Oh, yeah. I definitely, like, was fully immersed in the whole um, environmental field and everything. I was in, especially because being at A&M and it was so conservative, I joined, like, the hippie group. We were called One Love. (laughs) And, like, we were the folks that, like, wore tie-dye and stuff. And, but I would say, like, the most uh, influential experience was um, being a part of, um, it was called Alternative Spring Break. And um, I think I paid like maybe like $250. It was super cheap to be on a week trip. Um, And we went to Memphis, Tennessee, and we cleaned up um, a tributary into the Mississippi River. Mm. And it just, it, we were out there eight hours a day for five days and just um, we had bags of trash or, or empty trash bags and we were filling it up with trash. And I remember the first time and we were given gloves and stuff. Mm. And I remember the first time we went out there, um, I was thinking like, why is there so many people? Why do we all have like, why are they giving us five trash bags a person? Like really, is it's the this Mississippi. much trash? <laughs> I know, right? I grew I just, up by it, yeah. <laughs> man, was not prepared. And there was like, the the feelings that overcame me, like at first, I remember being like surprised when I was like, out there because like first of all we weren't even like smelling the fresh air we were smelling like just alcohol and like stenches and like when you were Mm -hmm. walking you weren't walking on ground you were walking on like styrofoam and like empty 40 bottles and uh, and then like there was like dead animals everywhere and like there's like dead amphibians and um, mammals and like um, birds and stuff all kinds of animals that were just like dead and from natural uh, causes or like I'm not sure or if it was just pollution or what but it was Mm. just all the over all the emotions they just like overcame me because I was angry and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna work as quick as I can remember being sad it was just all kinds of things and I just knew like you know what this this trip like even as one person as one group we did so much we picked up at least a ton of trash and I mean like 2,000 pounds trash because they weighed it oh wow yeah it was a lot oh wow that's crazy that's crazy like what what kind of like lessons do you like I don't I don't really want to say lessons but like when you walk away from something like that an experience like that does it like change you in a way and like and like if so like in what ways like did you like change did your habits and things like that change after an experience like that um I would say they changed and also like intensified. <laughs> One of the nights <laughs> uh, we, we went out and um, I'll, I'll be honest, like I had a few drinks in me and all that. And, <laughs> it <was> college. <laughs> yeah. And I just ended up like striking up a conversation with a local and like he had, we were sitting outside and he had like his paper uh, straw wrapper and he like flicked it away. And like, as soon as that oh, happened, I, I was like, I know okay. it does still to this day. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, do not throw trash know. away around friend friend. Do not. No. Do not litter. No. no, not at all. And I was like, you don't know the week I've had. And I was just like <laughs> grilling him. And I was like, I was picking up your shit and your city. Like it was, I was not nice. <laughs> Oh damn! I don't even know how you react to no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he kind of backed off, and I'm sure I, I didn't see him again after that. Yeah, yeah. I ran him off. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure. I'm sure. So, like, because I know, I know you personally, and I know that you're big into like recycling and stuff like that. And were you always that way, or was that something that came with like doing that? It honestly started growing up um, in our in our home because in the garage we had a soda can crusher. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. First My of all, my grandpa had one of those. Yeah, oh, yeah? They're, they're fun. Yeah, Aren't he they? used to collect colored cans and like take them to the. Yeah, yeah, he really used to do that. But my grandpa worked for an aluminum company. Like growing up, that's where he retired. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there was one mounted on the wall, and first of all, I wasn't even you know tall enough to reach it. So I would <laughs> yeah. watch my dad do it, and then when I was tall enough, I would the cans and I like to see how many we would fit in the bag and that's kind of like what got me like into recycling and you know we would walk it down to the dumpster or the yeah our dumpster and we would roll it down to the end of the driveway or whatever and yeah I was that girl in college that made sure people was still recycling even even though we're all partying yeah yeah like I literally Okay, this is embarrassing, but, like, also a little telling of myself. Because, like, when I go over your house, sometimes I'm just like, so which trash can does this go in? Like, and I'll have to ask sometimes. I'll be like, so which trash does this go in? Right. I think I can recycle this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it it was something that like I still pursued too. And like when I was in college, I worked for the city and I was in the uh, solid waste division. And Mm. I was, um, I drove not like the big old like truck with the automated arm or whatever, but Uh I drove like a city truck that had a Tommy gate. And I was, I had a recycling route just for the municipal city or like you drove. Yeah, I drove and I had a Tommy gate. So like it, it was like a, a gate that lowered and went up and down and I a would move big, a big, like, home. no, what? no, not a big one. Just like oh, a typical God. pickup truck. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, hold on, friend. Like you, you're not finna just skip past this. Like, oh, hell just no. not, you know, like, <laughs> I don't see you driving no big body bus up here. Oh like, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> It was it was like a pickup, and so okay. I I would fit I could fit um six four four or six um ninety gallon bins um like if you think of your normal like a residential um bin that you uh, roll to the end of your driveway yeah like I I I was responsible for those bins that were um at municipal buildings so like the library city hall and the fire stations and stuff like that so I drove around and I just handled those recycling bins oh okay okay cool I didn't I didn't know that about you that's interesting yeah yeah that's interesting so um what like do you want to talk about like what you do now just a little bit about it and like yeah sure the effect that you know that you think it has Yeah, so right now um, I'm an environmental scientist slash uh, it's also called the project assessor or like for other people, like for layman's terms, I say environmental inspectors to give people an idea of what I do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Many different terms. (laughs) Inspector, that's the word right there. (laughs) Yeah, once I say inspector, they're like, oh, okay, okay. 
And um, I write what are called phase one environmental site assessments. And so we basically, I can, I can be given any kind of property that can range from vacant land to an apartment complex, to an industrial facility like uh, sparklets, you know, the, the folks that do like the five gallon uh, water dispensers, like a, an industrial facility that manufactures that to um, any other a commercial facility like a Burger King. So any kind of facility, um, an old folks home. And um, basically I'm supposed to see any environmental um, issues or concerns that relate to that property or that could be from an offsite property that's affecting that subject property. And mm. so in, in order to do that, um, the first, not the first thing, but like the main part of it would be doing the environmental inspection. So we go to the property and we walk the boundaries and um, get an over an overall idea of like what takes place there. So if you think of like a Burger King, for example, they have obviously they prepare food, so they would use cooking oil. And so I want to know like your waste cooking oil. What do you do with it? Do you put it in what's called a grease trap? And that's like um, something that subsurface is below the the ground, or do you have like tanks? And so like those are certain specific environmental um, items that we're interested in looking at. Or like if you're a hotel, for example, I went to a hotel today in Arlington mm. and um, they have elevators. So I'm interested to know the equipment for that elevator. Like, do you use oil or is it traction? And it's like, just like a big traction conveyor belt that's at the top of the building that that suspends the the elevator shaft and so those items make a difference and so um, we do that's one component of the report the other part is looking at historical information to see basically we want to know from undeveloped use to now what is the history of that property so like let's say for that burger king for example let's say that it was agricultural land in like the 20s and then it, it, it was vacant land um, mm. in the 70s, and now in 1990, the Burger King was constructed. So just knowing the general history of it. And then we look at um, regulatory listings to see like um, if there's any violations on file and what are the building permits looking like. And so then we write our report and we make um, recommendations. Oh, okay. So you kind of make sure everybody is like, not everybody, but you know, you make sure people are like following proper protocols that would be safe for the environment. Yes. And like uh, the big thing that, or the biggest question I get asked is like, are you like with the state? Or are you with the city? <laughs> no, like this is a third party thing. We're not here to issue violations. We just want to know like, are there any on file? And like, does that matter at the end of the day? Man, I was really starting to think that you were like the environmental police, like, it's honestly it sounds kind of cool like you know, like, it sounds kind of cool like you have people wanna, do people ever get scared when you show up like oh shit like let's clean this shit up yes. Hold on. honestly yes it's so funny and like especially like when I go into apartment complexes and like we walk because we have to look in, at 10 percent of the unit so an apartment complex that has like 150 units I need to go into 15 of them and sometimes like they can't control what their tenants are doing and they'll be like fresh hitting a bong or something and they're like apologizing <laughs> and I'm like I don't care it's okay 
<laughs> be like, I am a person behind the scenes. Like, don't even worry about me. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let these fancy names fool you. Like, I ain't, I ain't on all that. Ain't nobody finna um call the popo ho. <laughs> <laughs> for real, and I'm not finna kick you out your building either. I ain't even here for that. Here for all that. <laughs> okay cool so like has there ever been like anything that's like super interesting that you've seen like what's the most awkward thing that you've seen like in that the most awkward thing um well honestly it was um this sparklets um facility where like i said like you think of like the the water cooler that y'all be like going to in your office or whatever it uh-huh. was a facility that was like take that that owned those and it was a sparklets and um we weren't supposed to, we weren't supposed to be taking photos but like I had a report that they gave to us and they did have photos so like I didn't know that he didn't want me taking photos and so here I am just like la da da and he was like oh you're not supposed to be taking photos and I was like oh shit like my fault my fault and from then on like uh he was just like looking at me the whole time and making sure that you know I wasn't <laughs> doing anything I wasn't supposed to be doing like what are you and- a water spot <laughs> a water spot <laughs> with the fire nation yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing here? You're here to steal trade secrets. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this shit. Fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> what am I going to tell Ozarka? Fuck out of place. Ozarka. Okay. Do you have like any ones? Okay, if that's the most awkward thing, any ones that like stick out to you? Like, I guess just in your career in general, like, has there ever been anything that you worked on that's just in, like stood out to you or like stuck out with you, stuck with you in doing it? Oh man. Um, well, there was one that was just really interesting that was an abandoned hotel in downtown Dallas, like that off of Mockingbird. It was fucking <laughs> scary, yes. Because like it was these guys, you you think of like the stereotypical like poster child that or not poster child but um what am I trying to say the kid that has a trust fund kid and Uh like he's like let's just go get some land or some shit or let's just buy a property and spruce it up like they were definitely like a group of like knuckleheads that just like (laughs) got this fucking property and it was like covered like I honestly should have had PPE with the amount of mold that was in there yeah. And I had to go down into the basement where the kitchen was. And like, I refused to go down there. And like, first of all, there was no electricity, there was no power. And so it was damp and cold and wet. And uh, I couldn't see a thing. I having to take photos on my phone. And I had two phones, thankfully. So I had one that had um, the flashlight on and the other one taking photos. But like, there was just so much mold that like, I could already feel it like just hanging in the air. And he was just like, yeah, my dad, you know, passed this on to me and, you know, I'm just going to, you know, put some money into it and, you know, make a nightclub or something. And I'm just like, you don't even know what you got yourself into. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't mold like extremely dangerous? Black mold, yeah, especially. I mean, it's just they're spores and you breathe that in and like it gets into your lungs and like your lungs obviously like have moisture, your body has moisture and it just spreads from there. Like it's just not good shit to be around. 
Mm, okay yeah because don't they take that like really seriously actually like that's a really serious like i don't know if it's like a environmental thing or like a health thing i don't really know where to put that yeah technically it's a health thing um we have to we we discuss it in reports but it's technically considered outside of the scope so all we can do is say like y'all need to do something about this shit and then hopefully someone does but Honestly, in reality, it really doesn't happen unless, like, if it, if I was a health inspector, oh yeah, that building would probably be condemned. It condemned at least the the basement would have been. Mm, okay, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild when you think about it. I think and like depending on like what kind of areas you're in, like some of that stuff like that kind of gets like downplayed sometimes. Like I want people to think that's some shit that you can just like paint over. Like nah, like. That's some serious right. shit. Right? Yeah. That's some serious shit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then the the other one that like stands out to me is like honestly, like when I have to do section eight housing or, you know, like just the underdeveloped um areas, mm-hmm. just because of how like run down they are and just the kind of conditions that they live in, it it really just stands out. Okay. And what type of way? um well I went to one that (laughs) the property uses was interesting it used to be a hotel then it moved to an old folks home and then it was section 8 housing so they had like still had people who were old folks in in the old folks home still living in the section 8 so like I would be yeah I know it doesn't really make sense I would be walking with this person or the site contact and there was like stained carpet everywhere and like a a really bad smell and I would walk in she'd be like oh yeah someone just passed away like two days ago in this room I'm like oh Oh. okay and she was like oh yeah they were part of the old folks home and I was like that's Uh, not any more comforting but all right no like I don't even like old folks homes I'm not even trying to be funny I, I don't like the way that they smell they make me uncomfortable but I've had a traumatizing experience as a child y'all nursing homes just make me uncomfortable like they just do I don't like oh, the really? smell of them I don't like the hell yeah I don't like the environment I don't like anything okay basically what happened was when we were children they took us to this nursing home and I was in preschool y'all preschool why are you taking preschoolers to a nursing home but it's a field trip I guess you know like little kids help cheer up the old people I don't I don't know I don't know what they deal was but they took us to a nursing home and this particular old man he was nice he was a nice old man but when he would talk things would fly out his mouth onto the table (laughs) And that stuck with me. Like little white pieces of just, I don't know what the fuck that was, would just fly out his mouth and land on the table. And the entire time I was terrified that some of that was going to fly out and hit me. And I've never, I've never wanted to be anywhere near, around, close to a nursing home. Even when my grandpas were in nursing homes, I would be like, I'm only here for you. Get me in, get me out. Cause I don't want to be here. Oh my gosh. I do not want to be here. But okay, back to the section eight housing. Okay. So like interesting things will be happening. So like what what other kinds of stuff do you see in them? Um they had not like the kind of AC units they had was like similar to the hotel where like it's a PTAC unit, like where it's that unit that's like attached to the window, you know what I'm saying? Like at the mm-hmm. bottom. And like all of like the the 
grating or not the grating, the, the metal gates, they were open. And so like, it was basically what I'm trying to say. It was open to outside in oh. within. Yeah. And there were plants growing into the room. Oh. And I was like, are you guys going to try to close that up? Because like, there's, it's, if it rained, it would get into the room. And they're just like, no, like, what do you, what are you thinking? Like, we don't have the money for that. Like, we're just, no one's, no one's o- occupying this room. So if it rains, it rains. It's just are like, okay. Oh yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Like, I, I would never imagine no shit like that. And they treat yeah. it like it's just the norm. Oh yeah. And so like, if you ask like, you know, what are your plans to, you know, improve? They look at you like, who, like, who are you asking well i guess so for the person that's like doing that particular walk for you uh, walk with you that's beyond their pay grade but like that's crazy when you think about it because it's just like i mean it's literally nothing they can do you know there's nothing that they can really do about it per se you know what i'm saying and the people that you know what i'm saying should care are probably nowhere near it right to like even like know or like really give a fuck but like Like, who is that like um that same property um this was maybe last year but it had been at least a year that had passed since that really bad winter storm that hit texas Mm -hmm. and they still had damage from it and like they like as in like elevators were not working they there was no uh like ceiling tiles were not there and it was like exposed wiring and shit like that and um they were like yeah this is still from that storm and we don't have like a future date of when this will get fixed so they just whenever they get hit with bad weather they kind of just have to take the brunt of it wow and people just have to live in there and it's like nothing they can do yeah that's crazy that's crazy and is that like something rare that you see or is that kind of normal it it was normal for that type of housing that section eight kind of housing but that was in the grand scheme of things that was pretty rare because i don't do a whole lot of them Hmm. okay okay i see what you're saying huh makes you wonder because it's just like i know in other places it's not like that so it makes you wonder like why is it okay in some places but you know you kind of know why but like how is this okay I'm a little blown by what you said right now <laughs> yeah it's wild and when because I mean there's something called like environmental racism it's uh-huh. a, it's a real thing and what is it it's basically you know like based on the color of your skin like people tend to live in certain areas and if you're black or brown you tend to live in the not nicer areas and if you think about it at the end of the day there's unsavory environmental like in what we call environmentally sensitive operations mm-hmm. like your gas your gas stations your dry cleaners your industrial facilities well those industrial facilities like like a smelting or battery manufacturing facility they have to go somewhere so because you have to have batteries and you have to you know have your bricks and you have to have like your construction materials so where do you put them you put them where the black and brown people live obviously I mean not not saying like that literally but that's how that's the reality of it 
And yeah. so because we live in these inner cities where all of the industry technically is yeah or was yep so you know and then they have their emissions and you know you're breathing that in or they have their pollutants and you're drinking it in and uh sometimes then at the end of the day there are unsavory practices sometimes people they they skip they skip the lines and they don't do everything they're supposed to be doing and so that's how you get certain uh it's skewed at the end of the day huh okay yeah i never really thought about that before like I guess it's kind of like two sides of the coin. Like, I guess historically, the reason why a lot of black and brown people in in those areas, right, it was because that's where the industry was at one point in time, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was close by, you know. I remember my um, yeah. my grandpa, both of my grandpas, actually, they lived in like the inner city uh, of St. Louis. And my grandpa worked pretty kind of like down the street or not not down the street but he he worked probably like five to ten minutes away from where he lived and like I said he worked for Reynolds the aluminum company okay and uh you know that in itself is a factory right (laughs) and not even far from from that place um there was we used to say all the time like growing up like there was this place called the brick the not the bread company wonder bread do y'all have wonder bread here uh yeah i've I've seen that before okay so we, we had a wonder bread factory um in st louis too for the longest and like you when you would drive down that particular part of the city like everybody would remember like you could smell the bread right it's a bread factory yeah it's so good yeah but like even when you think about something like that like it's a clear sign of like yes like these are you know like you smell you know production happening like there are things in your air you know what I'm saying just to think about like there are things in the air that you breathe because we live by all of these like factories and industries and things like that and though it's like convenient is not necessarily the safest and not to be funny like when you think about like more white people where do they live in like suburban areas that are Mm -hmm. away from all of these things you know what I mean and it's just like like even like where I live now like it's not like around a bunch of stuff even where I live back home it's not around a lot of things you know so you don't have to worry about breathing in like you have fresh air you have you know what I'm saying nature and things like that so you're not being exposed to as much and then when we have like these underlying health issues that come in from like you know the things that our bodies are exposed to is kind of like a product of our literal physical environment Right. And, you know, just the other day, um, the new I was watching the news or whatever. And in West Dallas, there's a shingle factory. I think it's called like GAF. Mm-hmm. And um, they have been getting in trouble with the TCEQ, which is the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. It's the state regulator. Uh-huh. And they've been um, well, it's they've been going back and forth on like what the real issue is. There's they're calling it an administrative is- issue. The TCEQ is saying that they um, went over their emission require or their emission uh, limits, but they've been um, in hot water with just the general public because they've been 
complaining of being able to smell just all the industrial processes going on. I don't really know all the chemicals that are involved with shingles, but you know, they're mm. over there. And oh, I'm sure you... there's like tar and things like that. Like, hmm. oh, yeah, okay, tar. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and if you Google um, the demographics of West Dallas, it's 2% white. So, you know, you see like the folks that live there, the makeup of the community there. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, okay. I see. Oh, we had something similar uh, back home, actually. But it wasn't like with shingles, it was actually with our uh, garbage. It was actually with the, um, what's it called? Where they put the, the garbage? Like, is it is it a dump is that actually what it's called landfill is that that's it yeah so the landfill is back home there was a particular one um i think it's like waste management or something like that but long story short there's where the landfill is like out in like i think like saint charles like bridgeton ish area like out there you literally can smell the garbage like it has gotten so bad that you smell Mm -hmm. the garbage and i think to an extent it was like leaking into the water, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Do some do do your own research, people. But um, you know what I'm saying? I think like it was doing something. Like you could literally smell it from miles away. Like the whole city smells like garbage. And I don't know if it's the same way or not, but people were complaining about it because it's like they they were like it's literally nowhere else to put the trash like we're trying to burn it we're trying to do this that but it's literally too much trash and we can't there's literally nothing we can really do about it essentially you would be you would be amazed about how political like landfills can be and where to put them and like who wants to live by them literally nobody (laughs) of course nobody wants to live by them but we're not solving the issue of having less trash exactly (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like how do you even deal with something like that and why do you think it's so political well i just especially living in college station i remember driving to like where was it like houston or austin and like along the side of the highway there was like different um signs it was picket signs and it was saying vote no on proposition whatever whatever like say no to the landfill and like I, I looked it up or whatever, and like it was just a war about you know where to put this landfill, and like I, I don't know why it gets it gets so heated though. Yeah, because I mean nobody wants to have a you know nobody wants to live where they put the trash, and I mean obviously like even back home if they're having issues where you're getting literal, I think it was chemical waste that was getting into the uh, wastewater. Is it chemical okay. or nuclear? but Ooh. some some wild shit like that <laughs> and it was getting it was getting into the groundwater that's what it is it was getting into the groundwater and okay. that's why I was posing a problem and that's why they were trying to burn the trash if I'm not mistaken but nobody wants that nobody Mm-mm. wants that absolutely but like there's so much trash there's so yeah. much trash there's so many people like where do you where do you literally want them to put it and it makes me wonder, it's just like, our um, our bad habits as a society really more of a part of the problem? Like, we're arguing about where to put the trash, but we're not having the conversation of how do we produce less trash. Right. And people think that, you know, one's individual actions, like, don't matter. But that's when, like, it really absolutely does, because 
you're adding to the problem. Like you're the reason why, I mean, not Uh, you specifically, but we all are the reason why we have to have these discussions about where do the landfills go because we're producing so much trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and who hasn't been the person that's been pissed about a paper straw, but like, do you realize why we have paper straws? Like, do you realize (laughs) why people are trying to switch to paper straws? Like, have you not seen videos of them pulling straws out of turtles noses like plastic literally you know what i'm saying everywhere isn't there like a giant mass of trash in the ocean now too yeah and they've been saying for a while it's the size of texas seriously i wonder what yeah yeah the size of texas do you know where it is uh no i couldn't tell you huh okay okay (laughs) (laughs) okay since we're like put like pushing that envelope anyway like how do you feel, God, I don't, I don't want to open a can of worms. Well, I'm about to open a can of worms. How do you feel about global warming, especially, like, where we are right now? It's honestly, like, really depressing. <laughs> I knew it was a can of worms. <laughs> but, I mean, who better to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it just, global warming is, like, I feel like God's greatest way of showing that we are all like interconnected, like on a whole another level, because, um, I mean, we, I remember, I remember in college, um, being in my, I think it was called a world, world diseases and, uh, yeah, world diseases class. And the professor would come in every day and she would put the world population clock on and just talk about, uh, and as she's talking, you know, the world population is just increasing, increasing, and talking about, like, how different calamities can cause, like, shockwaves of other problems. Like, for example, having a really bad um, hurricane go through Haiti could cause a cholera outbreak because, you know, their sanitary sewer systems are broken down by the, by the destruction of the hurricane. So then they have nowhere to go to use the facilities and then a cholera outbreak breaks out and they don't have the infrastructure to combat it. So now people are dying, dying from a very curable and containable disease. So Mm. situations like that. Mm, Okay. Wow. (laughs) That is kind of depressing to think about. Like, even with uh, everything going on, I think sometimes it's easier to ignore than really, like, say that there's a problem, right? Because you don't see it in your immediate day-to-day lives. I think we're starting to experience it a little more because you literally have to deal with it, with the weather and how the weather has been um, in years. Because, like, let's be honest, it's like, it's not normal. Like some of this shit is not normal, you know. Like it. Like I don't. Well, I haven't lived in Texas. I didn't grow up in Texas, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's hot. You know what I'm saying. Like is this shit normal? Like is this shit normal or not? Like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I don't get it. Like you know what I'm saying. The amount of hurricanes, the amount of natural disasters that we have, earthquakes, tsunamis, like. We are having more in these recent times now than we've had in my like childhood. Right. And they they also point at and highlight how bad 
and how ill-equipped we are to handle them. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you know, like back to that winter storm that we mm-hmm. had, you know, like Texas, first of all, like we just had there was to be nothing. Different. There was nothing. There we was nothing. Different. <laughs> uh, yes. I grew we, up in Missouri. This we there was nothing. We didn't have fucking power because of some what? There was nothing outside. You woke up and it was melted, but we still didn't have power. Right. Yes. I rem- I'm remembering that now. Because, I mean, I had no power for nine days. Like, it was some bullshit. Snow been gone. Ice been gone. Still no power. Rolling power. Okay. Yo, I had to go to the pool with my five-gallon bucket and use that water just to flush my toilet. Bruh. And, okay, and, and and let's go back to why, because you were about to say it. Texas had to be special? Yes, and we had to have our own power grid, like some bitches. Niggas, niggas bragged on that shit when I moved here to a damn store. <sighs> <laughs> we're the only state that has our own power grid. And look oh. at that. Look what oh. happened. Oh, how that Texas New Mexico project <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all need to turn that project into the teacher and leave it alone. Go figure something else out. Go figure something else out. <laughs> but yeah, um, to the people that aren't Texas, let's talk about what that is, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What 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 do we mean by having our own electrical uh grid and like how did that fuck us? Right, like we have our own. Everyone, literally, the rest of the United States. I mean, I, when I say that, I know at least I know of the lower forty-eight. I don't know about Alaska, Hawaii. They probably got their own shit going on. But uh, like everybody, well, <laughs> well yeah, they would have sure. reasons. Yeah, they're they're not connected to us, literally. Exactly. Um, they the rest of the country has like their own power grid. I don't know much about what they got going on, but Texas, uh-huh. they, you know, we power our, our, ourselves. And I think like the governing body or whatever that handles it is called ERCOT. Not sure what it stands for, but yeah. So Texas had to be different. And when that storm came through, it just knocked it out and they could not get it up. Who was it? Uh, not Abbott. But the other dude, Cruz, he fled. Ted Cruz. You remember that? Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> fled with his fled to he was uh, going Cancun. to Cancun and had to come back. <laughs> like, oh, it's a winter storm. We get fuck up out of here. Oh my gosh. And blamed it on his daughters. And blamed like, it on oh, his daughters. And these yeah, are the person that makes our laws. These are the what people a- why we can't get shit done in the world. What a bitch. Bruh, doesn't it tell you? Like, these politicians do not give a fuck about the people whatsoever. It's literally just mm-hmm. about power. And that shit is depressing as shit. And that's how you can have fucking Section 8 housing with fucking grass coming through the fucking walls and nobody's fucking doing it about it. But, but that's because we have fucking politicians in power that'll rather fight a Cancun when your fucking whole state is in a fucking crisis without power. I, I, and it wasn't just like, was it just Dallas? Or was I, it more than that? I think it's more than that. Had to have been. Because it was, I think the whole state was a little fucked up, wasn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> like I don't think I don't think this was no small scale shit because I don't even think that Ted Cruz lives in fucking Dallas. I think he lives in Houston, but I'm not sure. So don't quote me. Yeah, your guess is better than mine. I'm not sure. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. But if I get political in this bitch, we're gonna be down a whole nother rabbit hole, and it's gonna take a whole nother day. <laughs> tell me about it yeah it's gonna take a whole nother day we talking about environmental issues right now Yo, but I this mean is why, they would, yeah. this is why Texas is like great but it's also not yeah yeah cause I mean like there are things that I really do like about being down here I like how it's a family oriented state um, you know what I'm saying take it or leave it I do like the conservatism of it a little bit Mm -hmm. um you know what I'm saying not like conservative in the like we I mean conservative I don't know how to I don't not not in the way that y'all think I that 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 is not the way what I mean by it is just like the independent thought of it you know what I'm saying? Like in the people should govern themselves kind of way. But the thing that you don't also don't like about conservatism is like they don't let you govern yourself. So it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the the issue with conservatives is they try to take too much control by on the on the sword of being independent. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, we're independent, so therefore we're not going to talk about these guns. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Protect the children, so fuck your rights as a... (laughs) Fuck your rights to your body. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, But, you know what I'm saying? But also, like, we're not going to help out people that need financial help because you should be able to pick yourselves up off of your bootstraps. You know what I'm saying? Conservatism, like... And what it has become, fuck no, I don't agree with it. But like, you know what I'm saying? I only mean it in the sense of like, you know, like give people the opportunity to like think for themselves and govern for themselves. But like, nah, not in, not in, not in what the fuck it's become now. But um, yeah, in that regard, they also like do too fucking much. You know what I mean? It's Hell just yeah. like, you know, you can have all the guns that you want. And therefore, you know, you validate and shit. Like, rest in peace to those people. Like, that's a fucking tragedy. Like, we should be talking about how to fix shit like that. But, you know, y'all worried about, like, the criminalization of marijuana and shit like that. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just like, eh, I don't know about this. I'm going on a different type of tangent and rant. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We're not talking about the big issues. That's the that's my point. You know what I'm saying? The things that could actually create change in the real world. You know what I'm saying? Because we have politicians that actually don't really give a fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's literally about the power. It's literally being able to like vote for bills that take more and more of your rights away while they get more and more power. Right. But all on the pretense of uh, we want to keep you independent. It's just like um, these people that you think are saving you actually aren't saving you. They're making your life like low key a little bit worse. But, but you know who the fuck am I? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> who I are? Who I are? Who I are? Who I are? You know what I'm saying? Who I are? Like. <laughs> 
but you know but you think about things like global warming and stuff like honestly what's that movie what's that movie that just came out with all of those people in it don't look up oh my gosh that movie i cried so hard it's a perfect metaphor for what's going on right now though yeah yeah why did you cry because they he like really tried and they just what was the guy in uh, what's his name jonas hill jonah hill yeah jonah hill oh my gosh he he was a character he made me want to ooh punch him yeah <laughs> but i mean that's like real life people that's like your ted cruises loki yeah no that's 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 real <laughs> like for real this is like uh nothing's happening right now don't worry about that that thing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they said it could kill us, but I mean, can it really? Can it? Can it? Can it? <laughs> like when the um, when the they were trying to explode the asteroid or whatever, and he was like, I, I he took like some uh drugs or something. He was like, I wanted to kick in, I wanted to kick in Molly. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Molly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But like, real shit's happening. Real shit's happening right now. Honestly, if they had the opportunity to do that, maybe, maybe they do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe at the end of the world, like they'll they'll be like, oh, yep, we out of here. Like, fend for yourselves. But like, it's sad when you think about it too. Another thing that keeps sticking out in my mind for some reason. So you, I remember you telling me about this, like, um some years ago when you went to Alaska I think you were talking about an iceberg that was melting and then like the Mm -hmm. rising sea levels and stuff do you know anything about that like how do you feel about that I mean just again another depressing topic sorry (laughs) no 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 it's (laughs) it's part of it it's part of it it's a depressing uh just uh theme I guess and yeah, they, um, we went to Alaska, my family, and we went to hike a glacier and they had like a little information center, um, before we went and hiked and it showed a time-lapse of, um, the glacier that we were going to go see and how it was like, you know, way bigger than before. And then decades later with global warming, how it shrunk in size and, um, they showed um, other glaciers, like aerial views of um, mm. the time lapse and how they all shrunk in size. And even when we went to go see it, it was still like, you know, magnificent, of course, but it was just like, geez, like this could have been so much bigger. And um, it, I mean, it definitely like adds to, you know, the the melting glaciers, the, like that's water that's adding to the oceans. And that, you know, is what leads to these more intense hurricanes and it's just again like that cycle of everything being interconnected and you know something happening over here in this part of the world is going to eventually make your way to your backyard at some point in some manner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow not to um i kind of want to shift the mood a little bit because like yeah. you you just said hike a glacier like you you just said hike a glacier and I want to know more about that experience like (laughs) how do you hike a glacier and oh my god what does it look like because that just sounds amazing I've kind of fallen in love a little bit with nature since moving down here back home it's like muggy and like really what you see is what you get it's only so many um 
pine trees and like regular evergreens that you can look at and like deers and still be excited you know what I mean like you know there really wasn't as much nature and it just didn't feel that great to be outside but down here I've really learned how to and maybe it's just me changing as a person like maybe if I was to go back there now like I wouldn't have a problem with it but again like you said earlier in the podcast like I did not want to be outside in nature I don't like bugs I don't like to be high I don't like to sweat but like now it's kind of funny because like I embrace that shit like literally I'd be like oh it's hot my pores are open I'm sweating it is beautiful the grass is so green the leaves are so green Ooh, what kind of bird is that like you know what I'm saying (laughs) you know what I'm saying like is that a blue jay is that a cardinal like what oh my god like it's so much is that a butterfly oh my god it's so beautiful like you know what I'm saying so like I've kind of started to fall in love with nature a little bit so like what is that experience like doing that because like I, fuck like how's Alaska in general shit tell me about that shit oh my gosh it is like one of a kind like so I mean Alaska itself was just breathtaking like I mean like waking up and there's just like a, it wasn't I, I don't want to say haze it was like just honestly Bob Ross okay <laughs> he was on point personified he was on point and every day was something different to look at and the trees and we were like on a hill but and we were kind of at the top of the hill so we like looked over I can't remember what city we were in I hate to say um I don't it was not Anchorage um but uh. um we looked out over the city in our Airbnb when we woke up in the morning and it was just beautiful but hiking the glacier was it so it was Yes, yes, it was Juno. That's where uh, we were. Okay. Thank you, friend. Uh-huh. Um, and so the the hike, it was eight hours of like work, and um, four hours. That's a long four hours hours hike. Whew, let me tell you, and I almost <laughs> didn't go. Like I did not want to do this at all. And my dad, like, I was gonna say he, that was your dad, wasn't it? Yes, it was definitely my dad. And the crazy part is that, like, side note, like, he was about to um, go into hip surgery. Like, he was about to. And he still did it. Like, kudos to him. Like, I can't, I don't even know how he did it. That's an intense hike. Yes. And, like, we were, there were times where, like, we were walking on, like, oh, how do I put it? It was, like, a really steep incline of wet rock. And the only thing keeping us on... Yeah, the only thing keeping us on it were patches of moss because that held, like, the friction that we could, like, get through it. And, like, we were falling and stuff, and it was oh, crazy. that sounds intense. I don't think I would have. <laughs> it was so intense. And, like, it got I would have been ready to turn points. around. I would be ready to turn around. <laughs> like, nah, I'm cool. Scary how. Just like making sure we don't fall and stuff like that. I mean, especially on that incline. But, oh, yeah. um, and I have this weird thing. This is, I have this weird thing when it comes to hikes and runs. Sometimes I don't like them because I get afraid of the fact that, like, you know, if you, if you're two hours into it and something happens, like, you yeah. have to either finish it or turn back. Exactly. That, That's the scary that freaks part. me out. Yeah. yeah. That's why, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I'd rather, like, go to a workout and, you know, if my I. My last to... hike was terrible. Yeah. See? See? Yeah, my last hike was terrible. I remember we went, right? 
And I forgot where we went. Lord knows. I don't want to remember. So <laughs> it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was the most beautiful shit ever. But like when we went, there's literally like when you go in, like you literally have to drop off this like three foot like parallel like <laughs> incline. So it's just like, oh, this is a beautiful start. You know what I'm saying? It's, it might not. It might not. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It was like one foot. But like still, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. significantly bigger than a step. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, this is how the fuck we starting? For real? This shit ain't okay. So then you go. So then you go. And it's just like to get to where you're going, you walk, you go down to get to where you're going. Because essentially mm-hmm. it's leading you to a waterfall. So you're going down. And it's just literally like vertical cliffs and you have to just kind of like navigate your way down these vertical cliffs and I don't like heights I'm not I don't like this I like regular ass shit I'm from St. Louis like if we going on a hike like I want to go on a walk I don't I don't (laughs) I'm not I'm not trying to fucking be uh over the mountain and climb this way and jump over this and all that shit I'm not used to this I don't I don't know nothing about this. I'm not from this. And this is exactly what we was doing. So apparently we was taking a hard way. So once we get down and shit, because like I said, I don't, I don't really do heights. So I was like going slow, going down and whatever. So I'm like, all right, we going to take the long way back because it might be longer. But if we, if it ain't all this, I'd rather do that. I'd rather take the scenic route and fucking not be doing all this extra shit right now. <laughs> so so we do it you know what i'm saying we walk through the water we see the waterfall you know what i'm saying oh it's beautiful whoop 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 all that we take it all in and shit like that and then we're walking back so we take the long way back and like we're walking through an open field you know we don't know where we're going we are absolutely lost right and the person that i with i'm with makes the person that I'm with points out like oh you see those holes in the ground right there I'm like yeah she was like yeah that's where rattlesnakes live and when they're empty like that you know what I'm saying they're out and about and I'm just like you bitch you like (laughs) you bitch you like this is something that you knew I didn't know and could have lived without fucking knowing like you know what I'm saying I could have lived without fucking knowing so now when we are the only two people walking through this endless field of motherfucking grass here tall ass grass through this narrow ass path all I hear around me is (laughs) and I'm like you bitch you I'm pissed I am the most upset. I'm like, I don't ever want to hike again in my fucking life. I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't. Like, I don't know how I'm getting home. We know where near. We don't know where the fuck we are. We don't know how long it's going to take us to get up out this bitch. Um, yeah, I wanted to take the long way, but bitch, you ain't say it was going to be like this. Like, um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we surrounded by snakes and shit. We don't know where we are. It ain't no way about this bitch. We can't even tell no motherfucking park ranger where the fuck we at. We don't know. I'm going to die out here. <laughs> like, I'm going to die out here. I am going. I, I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it. It was very much one of those moments where you realize, like, if something was to happen, I'm fucked. Like, 
I am fucked it. Like, for real. And I mean, eventually we got out. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually we got out. It took some time. It took us an hour to get to where we were going. And it took us about, like, two and a half hours to get out. You know what I'm saying? Adrenaline Mm -hmm. rushing the whole time. Beautiful scenery. Beautiful scenery. But uh, I was terrified, and it was mm, it was very much one of them situations where, like, I don't know if I'm going to do this shit again. I really don't. I can't tell you. I'm glad you made it out, friend. Me too. Me fucking too. Me too. <laughs> Yo. So, like, how do you feel about hiking out? Like, I know, like, do you, like, okay. Do you have any interesting like hiking stories or like any ones that like were so like significant to you or like any other things that you like to do out in nature like um since you're into it like what kind of things that you like to do you like to do revolve in nature? Yeah, um I've been camping with my friends um especially from college that we've done this before. And um, there was one time we were in Wyoming at the Grand Tetons and um, we saw your um, world traveler. (laughs) We saw um, a mama moose with her her baby. And we were like, in reality, like way closer than we should have been. But like, I will say they walked up on us. And so we, you know, pulled out our phones and stuff, but, and then I showed the video to my aunt later on and she was like, you know, like how protective they are. And so, um, it was like a good situation. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, mama mammals in general. Um, but yeah, so it was just good that next to a fucking bear. Like, oh yeah, I did that in Alaska too. Yep. Yeah. I'm just like, you said that to me. I'm like, what the fuck? fuck <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I, I was like friend i was like that's not your black side taking a picture next to that bear i know it's not i know it's yeah. not and you know it was my dad that, that my white dad that was like you should do this and i was like oh, okay <laughs> like yeah that's that side like it's, that's okay so you adventurous you know what i'm saying you only get one life to live fuck it when you got a picture next to a motherfucking bear you got that much Yo, when I, when my dad had me do that, like after I took the picture, my dad goes, "Brianna, get up!" And like that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Dads are assholes. They really are. They'll coax you right into that shit and scare the fuck out of you. Like, oh my god, oh, why you did no shit like that? You told me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Is there any other things that you want to share with the people while we still here before we wrap this thing up? You know what I'm saying? Did we uh did I miss anything? Anything else interesting that you want to talk about? I guess so we could end it on, you know, just saying that, you know, your individual actions matter and you know, like you may not think it does, but they, they all add up, whether it be something like recycling or voting and, and things like that. Like they, they it always matters at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Because we only get one planet, you know what I'm saying? One thing that I talked about in the episode, right, Um, uh, the last episode that we just did, it's like, you know, how you treat your body is exactly what you get in return, right? 
So the way that you treat your body is how it's going to treat you. If you do good to your body, if you eat good things, if you exercise, if you, you know, are mindful of the things that you consume, you get good things from your body. You get energy, you get good health, you get, you know what I'm saying? That vitality Mm. that you need to keep moving forward. And the earth is the same way. You know what I'm saying? We only get one earth the same way that we only get one body. And it's a lot of us on this planet. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of us on this planet. So, like, you know, if we want to keep it, we got to be mindful about how we treat it. You know what I'm saying? And it, even it, even just being one person, you know what I'm saying, and, and impact matters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with the things that you do, right, it makes me think twice about my own actions. So, like, the way that you're passionate about not littering, makes me not want to litter in my day-to-day life and I don't litter since meeting you you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. the the yeah the small things that you do can actually make a bigger impact that you think so you know what I'm saying even if you like slightly conscious about the environment and things like that you know like it's not that hard to you know like recycle a couple bottles here and there so they don't have to go into the landfill, you know what I'm saying? Or crack a couple cans, you know what I'm saying? You might be able to make a little money off a couple crack cans. I don't know if they still do that. You know, in the past, it, was, it might make, make a couple cents off some, off some cans, you know what I'm saying? It, it could be some benefits to recycling, you know what I'm saying? Or or just anything else, or just, like, picking up trash around your neighborhood and things like that, keeping things mm-hmm. pretty. Because it, it's not just about us. Like, we got animals that live on this earth and everything like that and we want to make sure that we take care of the earth i told you i told you earlier this week um it's it's crazy how like the circle of life works because one of my favorite things to do is just go out to go out in nature and just look at animals in nature right i I Mm. love animals like i took a video this morning oh my god it was so cute friend friend i meant to send you a video but it wasn't um clear enough i was talking to a squirrel this morning I don't know why I started whispering. I was talking to a squirrel this morning. He was on a tree and I was outside Ruby and he was, and he like went up the tree to get to like a safe distance and like looked back down like, what y'all doing? So I was like, hey squirrel. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey squirrel. And he looked at me. He was like, nigga, you talking to me? I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. And then he like climbed up the tree a little bit more. He climbed up the tree a little bit more so he could get to like a safe distance. And he looked back down. He was like, hold on. You talking to me? And I'm like, you and I'm talking to you. And he put his arm and pointed at himself. And he was like, you talking to me? No. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He pointed at his chest like, me? Like, you talking to me? And he's looking at me. I'm looking at me. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Ruby looking at me like, are you talking to the motherfucking squirrel? I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to the squirrel. And he, like, kept doing it. Like, he put his arm down and look around and then look at me again and then put his arm up like hold on nah for real you talking to me (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm talking to you but (laughs) but like um even the other day like going beyond that there is like a black cat that's been like chilling outside my apartment I don't know why cats like to chill around my apartment but they do y'all i'm not lying if y'all think i'm lying check my tiktok so it's a cat. <laughs> it was a cat it's just chilling by a tree and i'm walking ruby and like a squirrel just like falls it just falls from the tree like i guess it like fell off one of the branches or whatever but it falls from like a pretty good distance and you can tell it's like stunned i think it's okay 
but it's definitely stunned because it like fell from like a really good height. And I said that cat was on it. He was just like, "Are you fucked up?" (laughs) He's like, "Are you fucked up?" Okay, man, let's go. So he starts chasing the squirrel. The squirrel's like, "Oh shit!" But it's like thrown off because it just got hurt. So it's like running, and they're like the cat catches him and like and, and it's like walking away with the with the squirrel in his mouth and the cat like literally goes about his business and I'm just thinking to myself like fuck like fuck I already know what's gonna go down and like on one end like I'm literally reminding myself because y'all I want to cry like I'm literally reminding myself like it's the circle of life we are all connected like but this squirrel finna die. Like this squirrel, this squirrel is about to die. And I'm like, but this cat need to eat. And this ain't none of my fucking business. But it was just like, bro, like it was like beautiful but also sad at the same time. And like going back to how everything's connected, it's like that how that relationship with Earth can be. Like it's only gonna be as good. Like, you know what I'm saying? It has its goods and it has its bad. It can be so rewarding. But it can also be the thing that, like, takes us away and destroys us at the same time. So we just got to be, we have to value what it is that we have. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what's going to happen with global warming. And it is so many people out here in this world. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell if anybody is or will ever do anything about it before it's too late. Well put. Well put. (sighs) Yeah. Got deep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, not nice Yeah. But on that note, y'all, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thank you for coming to another episode of Thinking Versus Speaker. Friend, friend, thank you for coming through. It has been a great episode. It was a lot of interesting conversations. I learned a lot of things that I did not know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you want to follow us, make sure you follow. Well, if you want to follow Thinker versus Speaker, you can find us at Thinker versus Speaker on Facebook, Instagram, Thinker versus Speaker official on TikTok, and we also on YouTube. And, uh, we also on YouTube. I got a second page called Confessions of a Healing Healer also on YouTube. If you want to check that out, I get more in depth in my ramblings about you know my healing journey and what it's like. You know what I'm saying? I talk about the good times. I talk about the bad times. I talk about the times when I'm in my ego and all that kind of stuff. So y'all want to check that out it's going to be under the marissa the thinker youtube page if you want to follow me personally i am at marissa y17 on instagram snapchat tiktok twitter when i feel like it but i never feel like it and marissa yarborough on facebook friend friend you want to tell them where to follow you at oh sure it's brie underscore biz brie biz on instagram and facebook all right fantastic 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 thank you for coming through one more time is there anything else you got for the people before you get out of here just a bunch of love just a bunch of love what is it one love one love yeah one love did y'all have like a chain or something like a secret handshake in there <laughs> probably just a peace sign you feel me probably just a peace sign <laughs> <I hate> it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, i know y'all we finna go ahead and get up out of here thank y'all for coming through we gonna see y'all next week Later, y'all.